You're listening to The Entrepreneur Show, hosted by best-selling author and entrepreneur, Lenore Dekel. We are here weekly to bring you actionable tips and advice to help you turn your passions into profit and watch your business grow. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And without further ado, let's get started. Yes. Good evening, marvelous entrepreneur. Good evening or good morning, whatever time you're watching this live event. Uh, kindly type in hashtag live if you're watching it live and type in hashtag replay if you're watching this as a replay. And also mention from where you're watching this. Our guest is very much here with me. Uh, and today we are going to have an awesome session. I'm sure everybody will love the topic because it's all about self-love self-love how to embody it and why this will change your life so that is going to be the topic for the day and let me introduce you to our guest lino Dyker. she is a published author speaker and host you can explore her uh, books by checking out her author page on Amazon and her latest work the game changer workbook is a 150 page intensive for women looking to upgrade their lifestyle and go after their dreams she also writes for thrive global and brains magazine regularly and uh, like she also does lots of workshops and gets featured in various podcasts uh, she also has a face group called abandoned boss babes so over to you Leonard. hi welcome to marvelous women entrepreneurs hi and thank you so much for having me here today it's such an honor and it's so exciting to be able to speak to you and all these amazing women i'm looking forward to telling you guys about self-love like she said i am a life coach and so my job and my passion and purpose is to help women find their passion their purpose and their joy through exploring self-love which we will speak about today yeah very good very good very warm welcome once again i'll just keep my mobile on so that we can see the comments yes ladies out there if you have any questions on this topic self-love you can post it in the comments and uh, lino will be answering it towards the end of the session all right so lino like how you got into this coaching could you just explain your uh, backstory to our viewers? Yeah, so it was actually quite a long journey. Um, you know, as I was growing up, I always loved helping people. I always knew that I wanted to do something that helped people. And so, you know, as I was going through the years, there were different things that I was interested all the way from massage to teaching. I just didn't know what exactly it was I wanted to do. And then in high school, I found out that life coaching existed. I had no idea what it was before. Um, and from that point, I started looking into it. And then college came and I decided to just make the smart choice, go to college, study a subject, graduate, get a job. Um, and then it was probably either, I think sophomore year, I went through a really turbulent time in my life. 
And it was at that same moment that I met my mentor from my scholarship program. And she had actually um, worked with life coaches. That was her job at the time. So she ran retreats and worked with life coaches. And that was kind of at the same time that I was going through this really difficult moment. And from that point on, I had to kind of build myself back up from that moment. I had to get myself up from my low point and had to rebuild myself. I had to come back. I was, you know, lacking confidence. I was fatigued all the time. I was, um, you know, anxious all the time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had given up on my dreams and I was just at this really low point. And I was able to come back and build myself back up from that point from using meditation and other self-love tools that we'll go into here. Um, and then from that point, I was able to discover my passion, purpose, and actually build my business. And so it was, you know, kind of this miracle of as I was going through that process, I had my mentor there and um, it was kind of like a sign from the universe to continue to, to pursue that life coaching dream. And so when I graduated college, I decided to get all the certifications that I needed it was neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, mindfulness, and then just dive right in. Wow, <laughs> that is quite a journey to... <laughs> So what is uh, um, what does act the self love actually means? Is this uh, anything to do with self compassion? Is it self compassion or are they both different? Yeah, that's an amazing question. So I have a little bit of a different definition than self love than um, the average definition, just because I've kind of based it on my own journey and what I see with my clients. But I believe that self-love is the pursuit of your purpose in life, all the while being compassionate towards yourself and learning to love yourself every step of the way. So it's kind of a comprehensive thing. It involves self-compassion, it involves taking care of yourself, but it also involves honoring you know, whatever gift it is that you were born with and going after that with everything you have. Okay, cool. So why, why is it uh, important? Yeah, so self-love well, is What is its relevance in our life? Yeah, so it's another great question. Self-love is essential to live a fulfilling life for a few reasons. And I, I do talk about this more in the slides, but it's something that is both fulfilling internally and externally. It's fulfilling internally because you have all that inner work done, right? You've healed your inner child. You practice daily gratitude. You're kind to yourself. You're non-judgmental. You worry less about what other people think. And, you know, you're, you're more likely to actually pursue your goals because you're focused on self-compassion. And so you fear less. Um, and it's also externally important as well, because in that same sense, when you have an optimistic mind fueled by self-love, it's actually scientifically proven that you're more likely to succeed because you have that positivity. You're actually more likely to see opportunities out there. You're more likely to recognize them, recognize possibilities and actually go after them and get out of your comfort zone and, you know, anything related. So it really covers the internal work so that you can wake up feeling good but it also covers the external world and being able to actually be successful okay awesome so uh, are we going directly to the topic you have slides to share right uh -huh. shall okay shall i give the share option yes that's perfect 
Okay, so here we go. Okay, so the topic is exploring self-love, how to embody it and why this will change your life. So we spoke about this a little bit at the beginning, but we'll go into a little bit more detail. Um, so Kavita, you already introduced me, so I really appreciate that. I'll just go briefly into this. Um, I'm a life coach, but I like to say that I'm a CEO embodiment coach because I help women step into the CEO version of themselves, thriving inside and out, living their best life in terms of how they treat themselves, how they treat others, but also finding that passion and purpose and building their own business, going after their goals. I'm a published author. Um, my first work was the Game Changer Workbook. Um, it's 150 pages. It's a workbook, but it's, it's um, colorful and you have writing, drawing, charts. It's everything that you could need that really follows my three-step strategy for success, which I'll be discussing a little bit later. I'm also a course instructor, so I have my course from Striving to Thriving in 90 Days, which is also the course I use in my group program, and that also follows my three-step strategy to success. And I'm a speaker and a host. I have my own podcast, and I actually just want to extend the offer to you guys. Um, I invite on boss babes all the time, small business owners, entrepreneurs, so feel free to reach out to me after this is over if you are interested in coming on. And I'm also a speaker. And my mm -hmm. I help statement is I help ambitious females overcome limits, live consciously and embody their inner CEO. So it's all about the holistic work, right? It's all about internally what's important and also externally succeeding in the world. So I love Thank this Thank you quote. for the invite. <laughs> of course. Thank you. So owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. I love this quote because it really embodies all the journeys that I have seen with my own clients and in my own life. It's all about stepping up from whatever was your low point, turning your pain into power and learning to love yourself on the journey so that you can truly thrive so that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself and ending up burning out unhappy. You're enjoying every single day through gratitude and self-love practice and you're consistently going over your goals and growing and thriving. This kind of leads into my own story, um, which we kind of went over, but it was my own battles, my own struggles. And from that point, I found my purpose, realizing that if I can do it on my own, I can help other women do the same. So self-love, I like to say, is a lifestyle, not a life hack. So today we're going to be discussing what it is, how to embody it, and why this plays into success. So we spoke a little bit earlier about my definition of self-love, but here it is. Self-love is the pursuit of one's purpose while caring for one's own happiness and being kind to oneself on the journey, right? So it's it's that holistic self-love. It's like you said, self-compassion, but it's also working towards your purpose, passion, and goals and stepping up into the highest CEO version of yourself. And we're going to be talking a lot about how to embody it. But what I really want to emphasize here is that it, it's really all about embodying it every day, right? It's a conscious daily practice. So self-love is not something that you wake up and you do once and then you're done. It's something that you wake up and you do every day. And finally, why does this play into success? Well, when you truly love yourself, you allow yourself to be joyful, authentic, inspired, and courageous enough to actually follow your purpose and your goals. So it all starts with you. And the moment that you realize that no one else is going to come and save you and fight for your happiness, except for you, is the moment that you step up. That's the moment that you embody that self-love. That's the moment that you go after your passion because you realize at that point, you know, 
30, 40, 50, 60 years from now, you're going to look back and everything that is going on in your life. There are things that happen to us. Yes, but we control the way we react to it and we control the way we grow from that point. So that's up to you. And the moment you realize that, the moment you realize that we as human beings had a one in 400 trillion chance of being born ourselves, that's the moment that you should decide to step up because it's truly an incredible realization. And it's, it's really an opportunity to step into your best self. So how to yeah that is what like where like most people don't uh, realize that we we always tend to contribute our happiness to somebody else they are responsible or this situation is responsible but no like we ourselves are responsible right yeah exactly i know that's such a great point too because the thing is there's really two ways of looking at the world and there's one way of you know blaming everyone else for everything that happens to us or blaming the world or just seeing things as as woe is me right or there's a way of saying okay this happened but it's my job to step up and do it so i love that you brought that up because at the end of the day it really is all about the actions that we take so how do we do Consistency and determination, I believe, is the key to embodying self-love. And so what does this mean, really? Well, we talked a little bit about how self-love is a daily practice. So I've compiled a list of some of my favorite practices that I believe help embody self-love every day because what they do is take care of healing and growing your mind, body, and spirit. When you take care of the physical, the mental, and the spiritual, you're taking that holistic approach, right? And from that point, you're sending signals to your brain that you're worthy of being taken care of. And that's self-love at its highest. So the first one is walking outside, preferably in the sunshine. And the reason why this is so important is because Number one, you get your exercise, right? Which is already something that you want to have in your life. You want to be exercising at least three times a week. Um, but it not only has that, it has the opportunity to allow you to practice walking mindfulness, which we'll discuss a little bit later. But it allows you the opportunity to practice mindfulness. It allows you to get your exercise. And walking in the sunshine is actually proven to boost your happiness levels, your serotonin, if you walk at least 20 minutes a day or if you spend at least 20 minutes a day in the sun. Um, it's incredibly healthy and it's also proven to boost your happiness. So inspiration on the go. This would be listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, listening to YouTube videos, anything that can help you grow and learn. So sometimes, you know, we'll just listen to music and, you know, that's great too. It's important to have that, you know, happy fuel and listen to what you love. But this is another way to get out of a rut is when you listen to something that inspires you, right? Because a lot of times when we're feeling down or we're just not at our highest, we tend to see life from a, a more negative filter, a more negative point of view. And when we broaden our perspective and see all the amazing things that are out there by listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, etc., we start to have a better view of the world and we can actually start to discover more about ourselves and our own inspiration that we didn't even know existed. Okay, so dance. Some people say they're not good dancers and therefore they're not gonna try dance. However, the great thing about dance is that it has shifted so much since dance started, right? You know, years and years ago it was 
ballet and contemporary and point and you have to be trained professionally but now you can go to the gym and go to a Zumba class right and so you don't have to look good you don't have to know what you're doing you just have to feel it and dance and dance is also proven to have so many benefits it's proven to boost confidence it's proven to even help you with things like public speaking because you become more confident as you dance because when you dance, you step in and you know, you're not gonna be a good dancer right away. So everyone goes through that process of showing up, not at their perfect point and then working hard to get there, right? So that helps kind of in all other aspects of life. It also just, you know, boosts happiness. It's a way to get out of a stuck state. So if you're ever feeling stuck, if you're ever feeling like you can't get out of the couch or you can't get out of a negative mindset, getting up and just moving is really, really good for that. Also, with breath work, um, this kind of goes into mindfulness as well. Um, but with breath work specifically, it's you know incredibly beneficial and it's been practiced for thousands of years, right? Um, and it can help you really just calm your mind, calm your nervous system, center yourself, and also allow you to get to know yourself. Because when you sit and you're in silence, that is when the mind speaks the loudest, right? So yeah, working out. We spoke about dance. We spoke about walking, and so there are also other types of workouts, like you know, lifting weights, going to the gym, Pilates. Um, you know, whatever type of workout you want to do, yoga is incredible, right? And and this is just also helping your mind and body. You know, you need to be working out regularly if you want to be, you know really physically healthy. It doesn't have to be, you know, hours a day in the gym every day. It can be 20 minutes a day, five days a week, right? But just getting your body in some sort of movement helps, you know, boost your immune system, boost your metabolism. It helps you become more confident, helps you be happier. So it's it's really important overall. And, you know, some people say, I don't have time to work out, right? I hear this a lot. But one thing that I'll tell people, and I, especially my clients, is that you know, you really can start small and grow from there. So you can even commit to working out for five minutes a day if you don't think you have any time, right? And so when you're doing that, let's just say you work out while you're waiting for your coffee to finish or you're waiting for, you know, the oven to be, or you're, you know, you're whatever it is that you are already doing, just adding that workout in right there. And it's inevitable because you're already doing it. So you don't really have an excuse, right? You have five minutes somewhere to do a workout while you're already doing something else. And so when you start doing that, once you actually start working out, it's easier to continue working out than if you don't even start. Like we're in a stuck state. We don't want to work out. We don't want to do anything. But if we say, I'll just work out for five minutes and then you start, you're like, oh, wow, this feels good. And then you can keep going, right? So it's about, you know, starting small, adding habits where you already have them. Um, and then just, you know, continuing to grow this, this habit because it's incredibly beneficial, like we said, for your mind, body, and spirit. Okay. And now healthy foods. So you all know that nourishing foods is important, right? So why? Well, for so many reasons, right? This is also an act of self-love because you're taking care of yourself. And one important thing to note is that it's all about balance. So you don't wanna be restricting yourself. You don't wanna be on strict diet plans and, and never allowing yourself to eat what you like or eat any sweets. That's not healthy either, right? You wanna have a balance. So you wanna balance healthy carbs, healthy fats, um, vegetables, fruits. Having that 
around balance, that holistic balance allows you to fuel your body in ways that you need. And it is also, you know, something that can fuel your energy. It can help you become more motivated and more confident, feel better about yourself. So it's just like working out. It's something that's really important overall. And also to remember to maintain a balance. Nice. Okay, so and reduced caffeine. So I'm a big coffee fan, right? And this can be really difficult if you love coffee like me. <laughs> <laughs> but caffeine, too much of it, is actually proven to increase stress and anxiety, right? So we don't want to be drinking, you know, more than yeah. two a day. Um, so substituting, you know, caffeine with teas, drinking more teas in general, detox teas help, you know, clear your system, flush out toxins, boost your immune system, boost your metabolism, right? All of these amazing things for your mind and body. Um, they're also incredibly soothing, right? Like if you're not having a great day and you can just set up your sacred space and drink a warm cup of tea, read a book, right? These are also acts of self-love, just giving yourself permission to rest and just drink a warm cup of tea, right? Which is healing for the inside and the outside. Um, and just, you know, making sure that you're not overdoing it with the coffee either. It's definitely, you know, not to say coffee, coffee um, but just don't overdo it right? because you don't want to be, you don't want to have that heightened anxiety throughout the day. Okay. Yes. So staying hydrated. So important. Remembering to drink at least eight glasses yeah. of water. Um, has all the same benefits, right? So you your immune system, metabolism, etc., flushing out toxins, great for the skin, right? I mean, it's it's amazing overall. Water is so important for our health. And by staying hydrating and taking, you know, 10 seconds to drink a glass of water, you know, you're you're again sending those signals to your brain that you're worth it. And hey, you know, like I deserve to have a healthy body. Don't forget to hydrate, right? And so it's not only good for your body and important for your body, but it's also good for your your self-love practice because you're showing yourself, you know, I am worthy. So I'm gonna take the time to make sure I drink water. I'm gonna take the time to make sure that I'm drinking detox tea. And so I'm gonna take the time to make sure that I'm working out for at least five minutes a day, right? So it's again, it's it's good for your mind and body. Right. Gratitude. Gratitude. <laughs> so important. Um, gratitude can be practiced in many different ways, right? We have, you know, whether you choose to practice gratitude through prayer, through journaling, through gratitude lists, the, you know, it, it goes on and on. There are so many ways to practice gratitude and it's important for so many reasons as well. I like to practice gratitude in my morning routine because it really sets my tone for the day. Um, but it's, it's really important not only because, you know, it it makes you feel grateful, right? But because when you have a gratitude mindset, you see life as more beautiful because you be, you start to become right. you know appreciative of the little things, and um, you know instead of constantly seeking for something greater and and not being happy until you have you know, that big end goal or, you know, whatever it is that you want, not being happy until you get there. Instead of being that way, you're grateful for every small step of the way. And you start to enjoy life every step of the way because you see beauty in the little things and you start to really feel gratitude for everything that you have. And instead of having that negative mindset of I don't have enough, you start to see just you have more than you even thought you had. 
yeah right i also practice it during morning yeah it's yeah it's amazing in the morning because it really sets the tone for the day okay so loved ones spending time with your loved ones time with loved ones so important this can be friends it can be family it can be phone calls it can be in person right in person it's a little bit hard right now unless it's the people that you live with um but it's it's really important for two reasons one to have a support system is incredibly important um you know when you feel alone you start to have more of that negative outlook on life um but when you when you are surrounded by genuine healthy relationships you start to be more happy with life even if you don't really have the material things you want yet you know so if you're not hitting your income goals if you're not living in if you want to live in luxury and you're not yet, you start to care less about that when you see the benefit of having genuine healthy relationships and, and note healthy, right? So sometimes we settle for unhealthy or toxic relationships, especially if we haven't embodied that self-love yet. But it's really important to, you know, have those people around us that actually care about us, that we care about them, and to be surrounded by positive, optimistic people rather than people that bring us down, right? Or constantly have a negative mindset or complaining, judging, gossiping, right? So surrounded by loved ones and surrounded by people that are, you know, positive and optimistic and that you can discuss ideas with rather than discuss other people's lives, right? Right. Okay, so permission to rest. I love this one. I always tell my clients that you need to take non-productive breaks, right? It's it's not all about um, you know working all day or you know always growing, right? Part of growing is giving yourself permission to rest, and so even taking a Netflix break, a Netflix break can be good for you because you're giving yourself permission to rest. And you, you know, that doesn't need to turn into a marathon, right? It can be, you know, an episode of a show that makes you laugh. Um, but it's, it's just that that moment to pause. And it's also an act of self love because you're showing yourself I'm not a robot, I'm not a, a work machine, I deserve to do something that I love and is not productive in any way at all, but makes me happy. And that in itself is an act of self love. Right. Okay, so at home spa, I myself personally have never been in a really big spa, right? You know, I go get my nails done and that kind of thing. But those spas where you go to and they do your massage and you spend the whole day, right? I've never actually gone. But I do at home spas all the time. And I love it because it is one of the best demonstrations to yourself and act of self love. Because all you're doing in the moment, just like your permission to rest, is your permission to rest by fueling yourself, taking care of yourself. So whether you're, you know, doing face masks, whether you're, you know, taking a long shower with a hair mask and um, exfoliating, everything, whatever it is, you're taking that time that all you're doing in that moment is cleansing and, and really feeling how good it feels and, you know, clearing your pores and just doing something for yourself. And it feels good, right? So in that moment, at the same time, just like when you're watching Netflix, you're not doing something productive. You're giving yourself that time to just really just sit and enjoy life. And it also helps to do these at-home spas, not just because we're in quarantine, but in general, because it also makes you feel like rather than having the mindset of, oh, until I have a lot of money, I'm not going to be happy because I can't live that luxury life, you realize that you can bring all of that home if you really want to. 
Awesome. So hobbies you love and trying new oh. things. These kind of tie in together, right? Um, but I'll, yeah. I'll mention separately. Hobbies you love, um, it's really important to do things that you love throughout the day, throughout your week, because it helps you to wake up looking forward to something, right? Um, you know, when you when you get out of bed in the morning, you shouldn't snooze, you shouldn't scroll through social media, you should just get up, right? Make your bed, meditate, do whatever your morning routine is. And one thing that helps you just get up, right, is having something that is meaningful to you, having something to look forward to. And it also gives more meaning to your to your life. And it is an act of self-love in the sense that you're saying, again, I'm not a work machine, I'm not a robot, and I should be able to do things that spark a light inside me that I just enjoy because I do, right? And it also nurtures that creative side of you, that divine feminine, that flow, when you allow yourself to do these kinds of things. So just like doing hobbies you already love throughout the day. These can be in between your work breaks, right? So let's say, you know, you get up, you have your morning routine, you work for a couple hours, and then, you know, you take half an hour to paint, or you take half an hour to do, go do photography in the park, or, you know, whatever it is, you take an hour to, to do a dance break, or whatever it is, you're giving yourself something to look forward to. And you're also actually becoming more productive by taking those breaks that you love, in the same way that you would try new creative things, um, you know, it, it helps because it allows you to expand your view of life, right? So if we're always going through the day doing the same thing, we're just working all day, we tend to have a really negative, narrow view of life. But if we're always trying new things, we start to see how expansive and beautiful the world is. And it allows us to really experience life the way it's meant to be experienced. Yes, very true. Mindfulness in life and meditation. Uh, yes. <laughs> so important. Save the best for last, right? So um, mindfulness can be experienced in life, not just by meditating. That's why I have them separated. But you can practice mindfulness of walking, mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of eating. You can practice mindfulness in the shower while baking, yeah. right? And so yeah, this in every act of us. Yeah, it, exactly. And it's it's such an empowering thing to realize because I, I hear a lot of people tell me I don't have time, right? And so the similar to working out, right? If you don't have time to sit and meditate for five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, do it while you're already doing something else. So when you go for a walk, practice mindfulness of walking. And the way you do this is it's just like mindfulness of breathing. So when you practice mindfulness of breathing, you're focused on just your breath, right? So you're you're sitting in silence and you focus, you literally just, your focus is on the breath coming in through your nose, down your throat, filling your chest and lungs and stomach with air, and you feel it coming back out. And when you're practicing mindfulness of breathing, that's all you focus on, right? And you can, you know, say things in your mind. You can think, you know, um, breathing in long breath, breathing out long breath, and you know, but you're focusing on the breath. And when a thought comes in, it's okay, just gently noticing it with, you know, kindness and compassion, and then releasing it and then continuing to focus on the breath. So when you do that with walking, it's the same thing. But you, as you focus on the breath, you also focus on, you know, the way your feet or your shoes feel on the pavement, the way, you know, the sun feels on your back, the way the wind feels, you know, how beautiful the trees are, 
And so when you're doing that, you're, you know, fueling yourself by focusing on your breathing and breathing more deeply. But you're also, you know, seeing the beauty in life, because usually when we're walking or driving or whatever we're doing, we're not noticing the world around us. But when you practice walking mindfulness, you you really do, right? And you start to see how beautiful every little thing is, you even start to notice more colors, right? Really, really powerful. Mm. Um, so yeah, so practicing this walking, you can even do like a shower meditation. So imagine, you know, the water washing away all the negativity, all your worries, you can, you know, practice mindfulness while baking, you know, it's kind of meditative as it is, but just, you know, focusing on your breath and, and really just, you know, experiencing the moment and relaxing and, and not letting your mind whirl with thoughts, but just being in the moment, right? So mindfulness in life is a great way to practice mindfulness and meditation without having to set aside time if you don't have it. And even to just practice it in general, because it allows you to see life in a more beautiful way, like mindfulness of eating, for example, if you practice mindfulness of eating, you're going to be not only more grateful for the food you're eating, but you're also going to slow down, which is healthy for your body as well. And you can also, you know, eat in smaller chunks, which is healthy. It can help you lose weight if you're trying to lose weight. But in general, you shouldn't be eating too much at a time just because it's not good for your digestive system, right? So it can help you even accomplish that. Um, but the way to do this is just, you know, practicing mindfulness of breathing for a couple of breaths before you eat. And then before you eat, looking at the food and really thinking about where the food came from, right? So thinking about, you know, what farmers farm the food or, or what tree it came off of in which country and really thinking about the origin of the food and how amazing it is that you have it in front of you, thinking about the texture, the taste and, and really slowing down when you eat it to feel it on your taste buds and just experiencing food in a new way, right? So all of these things are ways to practice mindfulness in life and just see life in a completely different way. You see life as expansive and beautiful when you actually take time to stop and live, right? Yeah. In the same way meditation can really help us, there are meditations that are guided, which are more like hypnosis meditations. There are also meditations that are simply guided mindfulness of breathing. Um, but taking the time to meditate if you have it, especially in the morning or before you go to bed can be really nice during your work breaks. Um, you know, also has a lot of the same benefits, but can be even more expansive if you do guided meditations for, you know, specific things. So you can find if you're stressed, you can do a guided meditation for stress. If you want to help find your purpose, you can do a guided meditation for purpose, right? So there's so many meditations out there that are really, you know, help you find the answers you need. All you have to do is go on Insight Timer or Calm or any other meditation app, YouTube, and find a meditation for what you need in the moment. And you're healing what you need in that moment just by taking the time to sit and listen and breathe. Yes. Also, affirmations, affirmations and journaling. So I love these ones. These are part of my morning routine. Yeah. Uh, really great. Keeps um, you positive all the time. Exactly. Yeah. It's and, and just like you mentioned as well, when you say all the time, I think it brings up a great point because affirmations can be something that we do throughout the day, right? We can have affirmations. We can stick them in our mirror. We can put them on our water bottle, right? We can have affirmations where we're always seeing them until they, you know, start going into our subconscious mind and start becoming the way that we think. The way that I like to practice affirmations is I like to listen to a bedtime meditation with subconscious affirmations. And I also listen to affirmations in the morning while I work out. 
Um, other people, you know, like I said, like to put it on sticky notes. They like to journal them in their morning routine or before they go to bed. Um, but it, it's really all about just embodying these affirmations. So it doesn't matter as much how you do it, but just actually, you know, continuously filling yourself with these affirmations because a lot of what we receive from the media, a lot of what we receive from social media can be negative if we're not careful. And so that tends to go into our subconscious. And so by doing positive affirmations, you're kind of combating that. And it allows you to see not only life, but yourself in a different life, in a different light, which is, you know, one of the highest forms of embodying self-love because it allows you to see yourself in you know, a loving, kind and gentle way without judgment and also believing in yourself, right? If you're constantly affirming that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, that you can't do it, you're going to believe it. But if you're constantly journaling about it, listening to subconscious meditations, writing it on your mirror, that you are good enough, that you're smart, that it's okay to fail, and that eventually you'll succeed and that, you know, you have everything you need within you, you're going to believe that, right? So, also a great way to practice self-love and also a great way to fuel success. Right. And finally, there is journaling. So I like to journal in the morning and sometimes before bed as well. I use the app Jour actually. So that's J-O-U-R and it has journal prompts for you already. Um, so it has journal prompts for your morning, for your night, for anxiety, for happiness, for success, whatever it is that you need. But it's also great to do a free flow journal. So what I tell my clients is, is to build a sacred space before you journal because it will help you get out of that anxious state of wanting a perfect flow and it will help, help you center and allow it to flow from your subconscious mind and your heart into the journal rather than trying to think and perfect it. So a sacred space can be anything that is good to you that you feel safe and comfortable in. So my sacred space, I like to put candles, I put incense, I have a little Himalayan salt lamp, I put essential oils in, I'll have a warm cup of tea, I'll have some water and I'll have you know a blanket or a pillow I can sit on. And then from that moment, I can really just center myself with aromatherapy, um, you know, with the lighting and just get into the mood to really just kindly free flow, right? So um, getting into that state and then allowing yourself to just journal out. You can journal about your day. You can journal what you want your day to look like. You can journal what you learned from your day. You can journal intentions, your to-do list, affirmations. You can just journal whatever comes to mind, right? So a lot of times we get overwhelmed by what's in our mind because it's in our mind and we don't tell anyone and we don't write it down. And so it seems a lot bigger than it is. But when we journal, it allows us to have clarity on whatever is going on in here. And it also allows us to see things that they're not as big a deal as we think. And we become less stressed, less overwhelmed and realize that, you know, number one, that we're powerful beings, but also number two, that whatever is stressing us out is not as you know big a deal as we think, which, you know, allows us to have more self-love in the sense that you know, we're taking care of our worries. We're not just keeping them in our mind and allowing them to take over our life, but we're we're writing them down and getting clarity and taking the time to do so, so that so that we can take care of our mental health and also so that we can actually, you know, break down whatever is going on and go after it in a productive way. Okay. Awesome. So those were a bunch um. of related to self-love, right? But how does this even work? So how can you apply these to your life? 
So it's all about your morning routine and your daily habits. And in essence, it all comes down to seeing the abundance in life. So what you can do is you can take all of these habits and you can either apply them in your morning routine or you can apply them in your breaks from work or you can apply them on your break days or you can do all of the above, right? You have a million options. The only important thing is that you know these self-love practices exist and you find what works for you, what speaks to you and you learn to apply them throughout your day because it's something that will help you see life in a more positive light. And you'll also be fueling your mind, body, and spirit every single day and learning to live the day, the present, rather than always seeking the future or keeping your mind in the past. So figuring out, taking what we spoke about and just applying them, figuring out a morning routine that you like, figuring out how you want to space your work throughout the day, and then putting these things in your break, whether that's going for a walk, taking a dance break, or doing a hobby that you love. Awesome. So here I just broke it down, it's what we spoke about, but um, it's a self-care breakdown, self-love breakdown, and um, it's, you know, I broke it down equally here, but it's about nutrition and movement, right? We spoke about working out, eating healthy, drinking tea, rest and fresh air, so giving yourself permission to rest, going outside, spending time in the sun, um, gratitude and honoring your emotions, so feeling grateful for what you have and also honoring whatever you're feeling, not being judgmental towards yourself or emotions you might be feeling, but instead allowing yourself to just sit with your feelings and experience whatever is going on with a kind, compassionate, and curious mindset, um, which you can also practice with journaling, right? So if you ever feel down, you know, you can meditate to meditate on it um, to help you process it. And you can also journal about it, you can do both. It's great to meditate a little bit before you journal to help you get in that flow state. And then by journaling, you write down all your feelings, you get it out and you start to process it better. Mindset and mindfulness. So having that positive mindset, which is fueled by you know gratitude, affirmations, um, you know self-love practice, and then mindfulness like we spoke about and passion and purpose, which I will speak about in a little bit, but just honoring your gift within you, honoring your passion or passions, right? We can have more than one purpose and just allowing yourself to actually follow that and, and go after what really sparks your soul rather than just following a path that society told you to follow, actually following your heart, right? So actually like uh, how one practice totally depends upon that individual, right? right. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So just like you said, um, I think it's a really good point. Self-love is not something that is, you know, a textbook work, right? Self-love is all about your needs and your wants. Um, and I'll speak about this in a, in a bit, but that is why in my programs, my first step in the program and the three-step strategy for success is actually self-awareness because it's important to first understand our needs and our wants before we can actually create and cultivate a conscious practice and go after our goals, right? So I thank you for bringing that up. It was a really good point. Okay, so how does this all translate? So self-love equals you, but thriving, Yeah, this right? is amazing, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and like, I would like to ask you one thing, Leonor, like, what is a see you they, you gave us so many options so many ways of doing uh self-love so what is 
रियली हेल्थी सेल्फ लव रूटीन और सेल्फ लव सिस्टम वन कैन एडॉप्ट Yeah, so it's a great question. Um like I like we spoke about it really depends on your own needs, but I can give you an example of the system that I utilize in my own life. A lot of my clients utilize it as well. Um what I do is I make sure that a lot of the self-love practices are already taken care of in my morning routine so that I don't go through the day worrying about how to, you know, um apply them in my day. And so my morning routine looks mm-hmm. like I wake up you know i i avoid snoozing the alarm i avoid staying in bed i get up right away and make the bed right the first step is making the bed um it's actually been proven to help you have a more productive day when you make the bed um and it it, it just gets you out of bed right away and so right away sitting up i put on um a 10 minute gratitude morning meditation i use insight timer for that and then i put on affirmations and i work out for 10 to 20 minutes while i listen to the affirmations i'll do either legs arms or abs and i'll switch it up every morning i like to do a little yoga practice as well in the morning and some stretching and then um just out i get after i get out of my room i'll you know get ready brush my teeth that kind of thing and then i will make Oh, a warm cup of tea green tea and then i'll make a nourishing breakfast so i usually eat um a smoothie or eggs and so um eggs with fruit or a smoothie and so um that way you know you're you're getting so much of self love already done in your morning oh and i forgot to mention i also um do journaling in the morning as well so and when i journal i write my intention for the day i write down my to dos and i also write my gratitude list and so in that sense you're getting in you're getting in meditation you're getting affirmations you're getting in gratitude you're getting in your vision you're getting in your to do list for organization you're getting in your nourishing you know tea and breakfast um and so you you really have all of that right away and and the great thing of it is it takes less than an hour to do all of that and then throughout the day mm, that is amazing yeah yeah and it's it's really wonderful and i'm glad that you asked too because some people think that you know it, it's going to take hours to to do self love so why bother right but that's not the case you can really do it in small increments every day and when you do it in small increments every single day it builds up right so and then throughout the day what i do is all i work from home right um so it's a little bit different per person so if you work in an office you know it's going to look a little bit different from you but since most of us are working from home right now I'll go ahead and tell you about my schedule um and then you know you can apply it to whatever your day looks like so usually what I'll do is I just break it up right so after I eat breakfast I start working sometimes like I'll read a book while I'm eating and then you know I'll work for an hour or two and then I'll take a half hour break and I'll go for a walk or I'll call a friend or I'll read a book or I'll watch an episode of my favorite show or I'll you know um you know do some kind of hobby that I love I'll do zumba on the tv or whatever it is and so I I just space these breaks throughout the day because you're actually more you're going to be more productive when you take breaks right so you might as well take productive happy breaks rather than just sitting and scrolling on Instagram right cuz when we work like for hours at a time and then we finally have a break we're exhausted and we just kind of sit on our phone that's not healthy for your mind for your body for anything but when you work for like an hour at a time 2 hours at a 
time. And then you take that half hour break, 45 minute break, do something that you love, do something that fuels your body, practice mindfulness, go for a walk, and then work again. You have that inspiration from that break that you had, and you actually feel excited and ready to continue working because you just came back from doing something for yourself, right? So you're balancing out your day and you're also doing something, you're making sure that your day is something that you look forward to. And again, practicing that self-love by implementing the, I'm not a work robot, right? I'm living my life and I'm also getting work done, right? So kind of shifting that. All right. So uh, let's see, whenever we talk about uh, developing a morning routine or an evening routine to uh, ladies, especially women, um, the most common answer which I get from a large majority is that uh, I don't have time. Uh, I have to take care of the children, the family, then the, go for work. Or So uh, I don't have time to do the, these, these, these things. Mm -hmm. So what would you advise those ladies? Yeah, so um, in that case, it's all about what you can work around, right? So we mentioned before adding on those five minute habits to what you're already doing, for example. So throughout your day, whenever, you know, when you pause to get coffee, like doing squats by the coffee machine, right? So just doing whatever you can to get in these activities where you might already have time, but you find time by turning a habit that you already have into that time, right? And so you might think I don't have time because I'm already doing something in that space, but you'd be surprised what you can add in that space. So for example, if one of the reasons you don't have time is because you have to travel to work for an hour, right, in the car, and so that's a whole hour that you don't have, but in that hour, you can add, you know, you can listen to a podcast that inspires you. You can practice mindfulness. You know, you have to be safe, obviously, if you're driving, but I'm just focusing on your breath, right? And so like, whatever it is, you know, even in the car, you can listen to affirmations. You can think about what you're grateful for, right? Really just applying whatever you can where you're already doing things and then finding those little time slots that you can you know add the extra things that you you can't add to your already habits right so like obviously like if you're taking a walk you know you can listen to a podcast um but there are certain things that you can't do when you're already doing something like if you're already doing something dance you can't do it at the same time right so finding the the little spaces of time to to do those kinds of things and then for the other things that especially happen in here doing them when you're already, you know, doing stuff. So if you're walking or if you're driving, listening to affirmations, listening to podcasts, thinking about what you're grateful for, focusing on your breath, right? You're taking all of those self-love aspects while you're already doing what you're doing. And also, you know, a lot of these things are things that you already do, but it's just a shift in habit. So for example, we spoke about, you know, tea, nutrition, coffee. So just, you know, making sure you're not drinking too much coffee and then making sure you're drinking more tea. You already drink during the day, so just making sure one of the things you drink is tea. You are, you're going to eat during the day, so making sure your meals are healthy, right? So just finding a way to apply all of these things in the life that you already lead, either by doing them alongside what you already do, finding small time slots, maybe getting up 20 minutes earlier, you know, just 20 minutes to practice five minutes of mindfulness of breathing, to write down your gratitude list for five minutes 
to stretch for five minutes and to listen to affirmations for five minutes, right? And so it's it's really all about just doing what you can. So are you hearing ladies out there? So there is no excuse <laughs> not to do it. <laughs> and and for all those like who are telling these excuses that I don't have time, that clearly shows that uh, you that is one of the major signs that you lack self-love. Am I right, Lino? Yeah, and and you yes. know it's it's something that it's you know kind of ingrained into us in society. So, like what I like to tell my clients is that from the point that you were born until now, it's not your fault that this is the way that you have been you know, thinking the way that you've been programmed to behave, that you don't have time because work is more important, et cetera. However, now that you are empowered with knowledge, it is your responsibility to apply it in your life, right? And then that act itself is the beginning of yeah. the self -work. Mm -hmm. Yes, very true. See, uh, most of these things, whether it is journaling or affirmation or exercise, or even those mindful living, all these, even, uh, you know, taking care of our body or health, eating healthy food, that clearly boosts our self-confidence and self-esteem and, uh, you know, self-love, self and that, that actually boosts our mood. And right. bring more happiness, and we, we, we tend to uh, move, uh, to view the world, to view the situation in a totally different perspective. Right, right, exactly. And it's it's kind of like a snowball effect, but a positive snowball effect, because, you know, the moment you start, you make the decision yes. to, to make the change in your life, you start to think more positive because that in its own was an act of self-love. And so it sends signals to your brain that you're worthy of love, right? And then, you know, the more actions that you do, with listening to affirmations, it's gratitude. Every little thing that you up, and you start to see life through a different filter, right? Because we all see life through a filter based on, you know, the way we were raised, the society in which we were raised on, our past experiences, our beliefs, whatever it might be, we all see through a filter. No one experiences life the exact same way. And so what you're really doing when you apply these practices is you're shifting your filter, right? You're you're working on your negative self-talk. You're working on your negative viewpoint. You're reframing, you know, your limiting beliefs. And so by doing all of this yes. inner work, you know, you're changing the way that you see the world. Yes, because once we start practicing self-love, it is not only that we work on the inner world, but on the outer world also, because we are taking care of our body, our food, uh, we are, uh, I mean, moving our body. So, so like, it will totally change us. Right, for sure. Yeah, it's- the, the, Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you were going to tell something. Please continue. Yeah, and, and thank you. And, and that's why it's so important, right? Like everything that you just said, is so important because it's all about, you know, you're not just doing the inner work, you're not just doing self-love um, in this kind of un not understandable, oh, what's really going on inside, I don't get it. It's not just about that, you actually see the results, right? And so 
when you take care of yourself, when you do the inner work, even if you don't understand why it's good for you, you'll understand as you practice because it will actually shift the way you experience life. And, um, you know, what I actually, perfect timing, I have it on this slide, alignment and self-kindness and optimism is true success, right? So everyone is, everyone has a different um, version of success. Everyone's success means something else. But the way that you really achieve it is by number one, being alignment with your true self, which you can, you know, achieve by practicing um mindfulness of breathing and sitting in the silence and getting to know your true self by doing meditations for your purpose by journaling you know allowing your subconscious mind to flow becoming aligned with your true self right and by setting boundaries and saying no to things that are not good for you by connecting to your intuition self-kindness which is fueled by self-love so being compassionate to yourself which is you know you can work on this with affirmations you can work on this with meditations you can work on this by the way you treat yourself will actually, you know, translate in your mind and will cause you to be more compassionate to yourself because when you're acting in self-love, you know, you're sending signals to your brain that you're worthy of compassion. So, and this is also something that you learn when you practice mindfulness and meditation, because instead of being hard on yourself for not being perfect, you actually, you know, you just sit with whatever goes on. So you're just noticing what's going on as you're breathing. You're noticing the sensations in your body. You're noticing your breath. You're noticing what thoughts come in your mind. But you're noticing them with curiosity and compassion and non-judgment. So that will translate in all aspects of your life. And then optimism, which is fueled, right, by affirmations, by reframing your negative thought patterns, by working on your view of yourself, by listening to you know podcasts that inspire you and show you good sides of the world right so this combination is what will true success because through alignment it allows you to get to know your true self your needs and your purpose through self-kindness you will learn to you know love every single day be excited to wake up and also be able to do things that scare you because you're kind to yourself right if we're judgmental of ourselves and we're hard on ourselves, we're never going to go out of our comfort zone because it terrifies us, right? Because we're just going to be judging ourselves and we're going to, you know, get in our head about it. But when you're practicing self-compassion self and self-kindness, it allows you to do all of these things and not worry about the perfect outcome, but instead love yourself every step of the way, which allows you to see opportunities everywhere and to, you know, really try things you wouldn't have tried before. And just optimism in general help you, you know, prime your brain to see these possibilities everywhere, these opportunities everywhere, and actually become more productive, become more motivated, go after your goals. So all of this together equals true success. And studies have actually shown that happiness caused by self-love and self-care are not only directly related to, but actually the cause of genuine happiness and success. So it's been proven, right, that when you work on your happiness first, success comes after a lot of us have been raised with the idea that, that happiness comes only when we are successful but scientists through positive psychology the other way around yes yeah so so that, that was amazing that <laughs> so so what are your next plans lenore yeah so in my own life yeah yeah so well at the moment um, I mean, I, when it comes to the business also, sorry in your business also okay yeah so um right now i i have a book that's coming out it's a book collab that i did with um 
a ton of other women. It's actually, you know, really exciting. It's the first time I've ever done anything like this. Um, and I really recommend it. It's basically a book of women empowerment. So it's about 15 of us and we tell our pain to power transformation story, how we overcame what we overcame and how we found our passion and purpose and our power. And it's called She's Magic Always. And so if you guys wanna check it out, it will be releasing on December 1st. And the first day of sales, the first launch will all be donated to charity. Um, and it'll only be 99 cents for the Kindle book. And so mm -hmm. that's my closest um, next project, but it's already done. Um, and from this point on, I'm just, I'm consciously, you know, continuously growing, right? So it, just in the past few months, I've developed so much. And so from that point, I'm growing from there, right? So I, I published my workbook. I have the, the book coming out, the second book. Um, I built the program. Originally, I was doing just coaching one-on-one. -on -one. I would have um, my clients would come to me and they would sign on for a month, three months, five months, and they would just come and each session would just be whatever is going on in their life. And we would just work through it using NLP and mindfulness and that kind of thing. But um, I recently built a program. And so that program basically applies my three-step strategy to success, which is self-awareness, self-care, and self-love. And self-love is actually speaking about your passion, purpose, and going after your goals. So it's becoming aware of your needs and wants, who you truly are apart from the ego and connecting to your intuition. It's about self-care. So learning to consciously live each day and, and love each day. And then self-love is going after your true gift and your purpose. And so the program is called From Striving to Thriving in 90 Days. And so I have a course that I actually just recently launched. Um, and I'm building a group program around that course. So it's it's released, but I haven't launched it yet. I'm still taking people on the wait list until I get enough people on the group course. So if you guys are interested as well, that's an option. And I also do a one-on-one -on -one for From Striving to Thriving in 90 Days. It's basically everything that is in the course, but one-on-one. -on -one. So I teach you how what the ego is, how to separate from your ego, how to align with your true authentic self, how to connect your intuition, what conscious habits are, how to apply them in your daily life, no matter what your life looks like, right? How to, you know, um, you know, set boundaries, how to have healthy relationships, how to find your passion and purpose, how to, you know, overcome negative self thought, negative um, patterns, become more optimistic, become more positive, become more productive, motivated, um, and actually go after your goals and achieve your goals. So it's like this super comprehensive program that starts with you. So it's, it's all about, you know, you as who you are as a being, right? So it's not just about becoming successful or not just about, you know, getting to know yourself. It's kind of all of the above. And it's in the, these three steps, the way that it is, because you, need to understand your true self to find your passion and also you need to be able to separate from your ego and live as your authentic self to live a happier life because when you're separated from your ego you're not only in alignment with your true self but you're less reactive you are less controlled by you know other people's actions and you live according to you and your needs and wants well, all the while finding your gift and being able to serve the world with your gift. So it's it's really this comprehensive program. And so right now um, I do have the course out. I have my workbook out. Um, I have the one-on-one -on -one is already available. And right now I'm just building the wait list for the group coaching program. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. Nice to hear about this. So your hands are full. <laughs> yes, but I love it. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so where can uh, uh, my audience find you? Yeah, so I have, um, I'll go to the slide actually. I have a few um, testimonials. Okay, so, oh, my picture didn't load, but <laughs> it's okay. So I have my website, my email, and my social media. So it's all Life with Lenore. So that's my brand. Um, so it's lifewithlenore.com. And then my email is lenore at lifewithlenore.com. And then my social media is also Life with Lenore. So you can find me on Facebook at Life with Lenore and Instagram. Um, and I also do have the Facebook group as well, the Abundant Boss Babes. But in order to contact me, you can go through any of these ways. Um, social media would probably be the fastest way to contact me <laughs> for my business. I'm always on there, but, um, yeah, anything, anything works and, you know, feel free to always ask. Um, I'm always, you know, figuring out payment plans to help anyone afford to work with me. Um, and, you know, always releasing new things. So I'm super friendly. Feel free to just ask me anything and I'd be happy to speak with you. That is awesome. So you can note down these uh, ways of reaching Lenore. Yeah. Website, email ID, social handle is also there. So I don't know if we do. Do you have any questions? Okay. So I don't know. If they have any questions. But this is really amazing. Like a um, lot of ladies tend to neglect taking care of them. And uh, it's high time they re realize the importance of, okay. um, you know, developing a morning routine for themselves and right. take care of their own stuff and improve their self-love. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's so important. And I think, you know, the reason why my client base is is women, I, I only work with women is because, number one, I know that as a woman, I can, you know, help in the most efficient way, because, you know, I have lived as a woman, right, so I can help women, but also because I'm just incredibly passionate about women empowerment. Because in our society, we're really raised to put ourselves second. And it really doesn't matter where we are in the world, right? We we tend to segregate ourselves in societies and say, oh, well, you know, each society has their own thing. But one thing that really tends to unite countries all over the world is women are put second, right? And so it's a little bit controversial, but it's it's true. And so, you know, you see it in more extreme examples of education and, and some countries and that kind of thing. But even in... Um, you know, I'm in Florida and even in Florida, you see, you know, women in a lesser position, we still get paid less. And even in society, we're just raised to see ourselves as less important. We're raised as caregivers almost and to, you know, 
put our relationships first rather than our business goals and to put other people's needs first rather than our own. And so it's just after having experienced everything that I have had to overcome in life and having been in that place where I was putting everyone else first, it's really important to me to show women that they don't have to do that and that you can't really pour from an empty cup. So if you really want to help people, you have to help yourself first and that you're worthy enough of helping yourself first, no matter if you're helping other people or not, that you are worthy of love, you're worthy of good things just as you are. Absolutely, absolutely. I was going to ask, like, I don't know what, what is the situation in your country, but in my country, uh, it is, um, I mean, as you told. So now we, we resonate in that manner, like there is no difference in uh, any part of the world. I think everywhere ladies are treated the same so it is all in our hands uh, you first have to realize your own self-worth as Lena pointed out and the first step for improving your self-worth is starting with self-love activities right so exactly. with that like we are coming to the close of the today's session uh, Lenore uh, we are really thankful you took your time out to come to Marvelous Women's Entrepreneurs and share these detailed information with our members. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and I really appreciate your time, Kavita. Thank you for inviting me and I appreciate everyone watching this. Like I said, feel free to reach out and just thank you for taking the time to take time for yourself. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye-bye, ladies. Stay safe and stay marvelous. Bye. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur Show, hosted by Lenore Dekel, author, entrepreneur, and consultant. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and we will see you on the next one.